I'm Frank Caramano. Thank you for listening to The New Norm. Well, wins are wins. And that's what this team desperately needs, wins. But, my goodness. There's so much to talk about here. So, the five reasons why we won today. Um, Fifth reason, we'll go with the defensive line, especially early in the game. The defensive line was generating, you know, pressure on Mitchell Trubisky at will today. It, it looked like at least in the first half. Um, clearly, the way the defense had played in, in whole in the first half was incredible. The Bears went three and out every single possession with the exception of one where that they went five plays and punted. So, I mean, the fact that we were winning the game only 12 nothing speaks volumes into how bad our offense is, but the defensive line was, was very good in the first half. Um, Clearly that faded um, throughout the game, but um, definitely a big reason where we were able to build that huge 12 nothing lead um, early in the game and, you know, at least take that to halftime. Now, the fourth reason why we won today, um, the offensive line. Once again, the offensive line was incredible. Um, again, early in the game, we were able to control the line of scrimmage running the ball. Um, I did not hear the name Khalil Mack all day. That was a concern going in, especially with Jason Peters not playing. Andre Dillard was very good. I mean, the one sack that they gave up, I thought Carson Wentz held the ball for incredibly far too long. Um, Our offensive line's been great. I mean, Brandon Brooks, in my opinion, might be the MVP of the team. What that man's doing coming off of an Achilles eight months out and then to not miss a game and, and to be... The best guard in football, and that's statistically ranked as the best guard in football. That's not just my opinion. Um, what he's doing this season has been, it's its not even possible. It's something I did not believe. I thought uh, Vitae would have been playing guard, you know, for the first four games. I thought it would be lucky if we get Brooks back at all, and if we get him back, he's going to be, you know, just a shell of himself until, you know, he's fully recovered, and he's been the best guard in football. I mean, it's... You know, when we talk about what this GM does and the, some of the dumb things he do, he does do, I do have to give him a ton of credit for bringing Brandon Brooks in and Rodney McLeod in the same offseason. That was an incredible offseason to help build the foundation for us to win a Super Bowl. And, and Brandon Brooks pays dividends every uh, single game. He He's an incredible, incredible football player. Um, third reason why, we'll go with Miles Sanders again. I mean, it's going to be almost every week that I'm going to pick the running backs. And you know what? I'll just say it. The second reason why is Jordan Howard. So essentially, it's the two running backs again. They are the offense at this point. No, the second reason why, yeah. Yeah, we'll go Jordan Howard. They are the offense at this point. Those two guys are the offense at this point. Think about that. Our offense runs through Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. And again, not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. But it's something if you had told me at the beginning of the year if something I expected. I, I I was hoping these two guys would have focal parts in our offense, not just be the offense. They are the offense. Everything goes through Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. And, you know, it was great to see Jordan Howard have another great game against his former stupid team. I, it just blows my mind that they got rid of him. I, I don't know how you can't see value in a guy who just falls forward every time he gets the football. Makes something out of nothing every single time he touches the football. And he's sure-handed. Um, 
and you know Sanders is you know he's explosive that that third down and 13 catch that we had or third down and 14 catch there um on our last series to get that first down that was a great great throw from Wentz and it was a phenomenal play by Sanders getting that first down holding on to the ball um those two guys were really good today uh number one reason why we won we'll give it to Zach Ertz what a great game for Zach Ertz Finally over 100 yards, a touchdown, nine catches. You know, a lot of people have been screaming, where's Ertz, where's Ertz? Well, we found him today, and it was nice. It was nice. It was the only guy on the team that seemed that he can catch the football, and I'll be talking a lot more about that in a little bit. But um, those were the five reasons why the Eagles won. Um, a special reason why we won is just how god-awful Mitchell Trubisky is and Matt Nagy. I, I, I don't. The Bears, I mean, last year, I mean, they go to the playoffs. When we played them in that playoff game, I thought Mitchell Trubisky played pretty well. I thought, you know what? That kid does have, some, does have something. I thought he played really well in the second half against us. I thought the Bears could have easily won that playoff game. I, he was not the reason they didn't beat us. And I don't know what has happened. I know he made a couple throws here in the second half, but that was some weak defense we were playing, but... Mitchell Trubisky, it's it's gotta like if you're a Bears fan, it's gotta kill you seeing Deshaun Watson. And I know, like I said, I've talked about this with the Patrick Mahomes thing. The Patrick Mahomes thing's a question mark. You had no clue what Patrick Mahomes was gonna be coming out of college. I mean, his head coach, I know, is the um coach now for the Arizona Cardinals, but he was fired. He was fired and he had Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, anybody who said Patrick Mahomes is a sure thing, well, you're a liar. Um, Deshaun Watson, however, you, I, I don't understand how any scout can believe Mitchell Trubisky was going to be a better football player than Deshaun Watson. It, it just, it was never evident. They played in the same conference and you picked Mitchell Trubisky. In fact, you traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. And here you are because that Bears team has a lot of talent. It really does. They have a lot of talent on defense. They have talent on offense, especially Allen Robinson, who's a beast at wide receiver. Um, David Montgomery, he actually looked really good today. I mean, they, they do have talent there. Taylor Gabriel, they have guys. It's just, it, it just, the quarterback is killing them. And it's now a very big problem because, you know, and I'm, thankfully, you know, the Eagles aren't in this situation because, I mean, I complain about Wentz, but, I mean, it, it's it's one thing to have Wentz. It's a complete another another thing to have Mitchell Trubisky. Um yeah, that that that's a big swing and a miss. I mean, there's no excuse that team should be three and five with all the talent they have on that football team. And I didn't see it coming. I mean, I know a lot of people thought they'd regress, and I thought maybe they'd regress a little bit, but I thought the Bears could definitely win ten games again, especially with that defense. And to see where they're at, it's pretty ugly. And they helped us a lot today because if we were playing any other team, I think especially somebody with a quality uh, quarterback, we would have been beaten. I mean, it, it, we tried to lose this football game. This had Carolina Panthers 2.0 written all over it. We were very, very lucky to escape this game. But now going forward, we're going into the bye week. Um, it's it's clear at this point, our offense is completely hindered. Deshaun Jackson played today, and Deshaun Jackson had to leave the game today. And guess what? That's going to continue to happen. If he plays at all. I mean, the fact that he did not get this abdominal surgery and we are now in the position we're in because he did not get said surgery, it blows my mind in regards to what our medical staff was for. Like, 
what was the advice he was being given? That's what I want to know. Like, what was the prognosis? Because now I'm hearing, well, he's going to be in severe pain the rest of the season. Well, um, you know, this is how it's going to be. There's going to be days, you know, he feels better than uh, certain days. And, you know, he's a hit away always. I'm like, so why would you not suggest to him then to get the surgery? If this is the best case scenario, is that he can get on the field and maybe participate. Why would you not just have him gotten that surgery? This would have been two months ago. And now we're talking a completely different story. He's coming back now, healthy and healed. I, this, this is egregious. I, I mean, really. I cannot believe that we are talking about an abdominal tear for this guy that is literally paralyzing our season. Because guess what? When he's not on the field on offense, we are not good. We are so limited in what we can do on offense. And you know what? I'm the biggest Alshon Jeffrey fan there is. He was god-awful today. I don't know what's going on. Again, I never wanted to blame him for the drop in the New Orleans game, and I still don't. I think the coach rushed us to the line idiotically, and I always will blame him for it. But he dropped a pass there. He dropped three passes in this game. Three! I I watch us play on offense, and, you know, I give Carson Wentz a lot of slack, but he gets absolutely zero help. Like, he gets zero help. Like, I was watching the Broncos and the Browns and that Allen throw a touchdown today to Cortland Sutton. Now, remember that name. I'm saying it's Cortland Sutton. And Cortland Sutton went up over the top of somebody and made a play for his quarterback. And the the last time I can remember, like, any Eagle doing that was maybe in 2017 when Jeffrey, or 2018 in the Super Bowl, when Jeffrey went over the top of row to catch that ball in the Super Bowl, when Clement made that catch in the end zone. Like, we had guys making plays. That does not happen anymore. We have, I cannot recall a time this season where a wide receiver made a catch, like, where you were like, wow. Like, he bailed the quarterback out type catch. That does not happen in this offense. Alshon Jeffrey is the one guy we have that can do that. He is not doing that now. I don't know what is going on. I don't know if he's hurt. I, I, I'd assume he has to be hurt because, I mean, all of a sudden he just can't catch the football anymore. He's hearing footsteps, and if he's hurt and he's hearing footsteps, that's going to make me think that, you know what, it's in his head that I can't take another hit. I'm going to get hurt. And then he had to go to the medical tent today on the one catch that he did make on the drive that we ended up using to seal to win the football game. Very concerned. And it it harkens back to the trade deadline. We didn't want to give up an asset for Robbie Anderson. We didn't want to give up, I believe it would have been a third-round pick. No, because he's a free agent. Okay. Uh, we're trusting that the 32-year-old Deshaun Jackson with this ab tear is going to come back and not get hurt. Okay, well, that was stupid because clearly that's not what's going to happen. Like I said, I've written Deshaun out. I don't know what we're going to get from him. You cannot expect anything from him. You cannot expect a full game from him. Like I said, we are playing in a 15-yard box. We have no speed. We have none whatsoever. I mean, Carson tried to push the ball down the field a couple times today. He had Jeffrey on a on a down the sideline route early in the game or um early in the second half and he he missed the, early in the first half. I'm sorry, and he missed him. He threw it into the stands. It was a horrible throw. He had Aguilar down the sidelines in the second half. 
and I thought it was a good throw. It was kind of rem- it reminded me of that Cortland Sutton touchdown catch today where Nelson would have had to go over the top of his defender. But I mean, it wasn't even as good a defense as was being played in that pl- uh, game with the Browns and Broncos. And he didn't track the football again. It's obvious. Carson Wentz may not be playing at the level that I wish or any of the fans wish, but he has no help. He has none whatsoever. His help is Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, and occasionally Miles Sanders. That's not good enough. And this is the GM's fault because, yeah, Robbie Anderson was an option. We did not want to take that up. Fine. Josh Gordon would have cost this team nothing. Nothing. And I know you could sit there and try to tell me, well, who knows what Josh Gordon is? Maybe he's washed. Why would New England get rid of him? Whatever. I know for one thing, though, Josh Gordon is better than Matt Collins. And he's better than J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. That's for sure. That's not questionable. That's not in doubt. That is for damn sure. And we said no. At no risk. No penalty. If it didn't work, you could have just cut him free. You could have cut him free. It would not have mattered one single bit. And we didn't do it. In fact, we let him go to Seattle. And guess who else is in Seattle? DK Metcalf. Another big game for that guy today. Would have been great if we had a guy like DK Metcalf on this team, right? Makes you think about what we did in April when we could have had DK Metcalf on this team and we chose JJ Arthago Whiteside. The GM is missing at skill positions way, way, way too much. So what are the solutions now? Because now we, we need a solution. You need a solution at wide receiver because I I heard today people saying, you know, this reminds them of last year. This is what we're going to be. No, well, last year we had Golden Tate. Golden Tate was was way better than what we're putting on the field right now. So not having Golden Tate does not make us as good as last year. In fact, we were if it was a weakness last year, now it is a complete and utter fault. I, I don't even know the word. What's worse than weakness? Because this is penal? I guess it's a penal position at this point because it's a penalty. It's a negative. So, you know, you don't claim Josh Gordon. So what's the uh, solutions? Um, Well, what are the three big solutions? The first one I'm hearing is sign Jordan Matthews. Is Jordan Matthews better than what we got? Of course he is. Anybody listening is better than what we got. I mean, Deshaun played half a series, and he matched the production that Matt Collins had given us for the last five games. Let that sink in. He had one catch for five yards, and he drew a penalty. In fact, he overproduced on what Matt Collins had produced for the last five games in the same position. Matt Collins is not an NFL player. We're trotting him out there 60% of our snaps. Okay. So is Jordan Matthews better than them? Yeah. Would I do it? I'd explore other options. I have two more options I'd explore first, but if it comes down to it, sure, bring him in. He knows the playbook. Him and Carson have a good you know, relationship. Um, he has no choice but to be better than the two dweebs we, that can't catch the football on our team, Hollins and Whiteside. So um, is it my favorite option? Absolutely not. The next option, I think this is the most realistic option, and it's something that I would be extremely happy with. Now, I don't know what we're going to do 
if they're going to claim this player, which I would do it because I would not even risk the chance that this guy goes and signs somewhere because you know what? He's going to look for the best situation for himself like he should. And if he was looking around Philadelphia, he's looking and going, wow, man, it's, it's, it's very bleak there, which, you know, in terms of pass catchers. So maybe he would want to come here. Maybe he knows he could be a savior here. Um, it would be Dante Moncrief. And I know people are like, oh, well, Dante Moncrief drops the football. Well, no crap. He'll fit in great with us because guess what? We dropped the football. I know he had four catches for Pittsburgh and now, you know, he was on the bench there because, you know, he had the drops in the second game and yada, yada, yada. And they were happy with the young guys that they had and they should. That Deontay Johnson looks like he's a player. And he wasn't going to get back on it. When you have that option, the young rookie, you know, you could play or the veteran, they're always going to go with the rookie, especially if the rookie's outplaying the veteran, which he was. Moncrief can play, though. I know he can play. Everybody who watches football knows he can play a little bit. Is he better than Matt Collins? You damn right he is. Is he better than a white side? Absolutely. And he does have a vertical threat to him. The guy's confidence is a little eroded. He comes here, he's going to see us guy, our team dropping the ball everywhere. It's going to make him feel better. No doubt he's going to feel a lot better. He'll be thinking, God, I, you know what? I don't have to be, you know held at gunpoint here if I don't drop or if I drop a football because this is a common thing in Philadelphia. They drop the football all the time. So he'll fit in great. That's the most realistic option. That's my, it's not my favorite option, but in terms of what I see possible, I would go with Dante Moncrief. In fact, I would do the option one and two. I would bring Moncrief in for sure. And then option one is, you know, the, the loose cannon himself, Antonio Brown. Listen, I, I know people think he's going to kill the team. He ain't killing the team. What is the value in Antonio Brown right now? What's the risk? Is it money? Because you're not giving up compensation in terms of draft compensation, player compensation. You're bringing him in. You're giving him a chance to save his career. And guess what? If he starts screwing off like he did in New England... You cut him. It didn't hurt New England. They brought him in for two weeks. They're unbeaten still. Well, as I record this, they're unbeaten. They could absolutely lose tonight. But he did not ruin their team. He did not ruin their season. And if he comes in and he starts screwing off, you cut him. He doesn't have any guarantees. He has no leverage right now. I I don't understand. I mean... I have a feeling he is being blackballed out of the NFL, and, and I completely understand why. I mean, the way he acted, he, he's done this to himself. But if he is an available option, and I know the Seahawks were looking into bringing him in before they um were incredibly lucky enough to get Josh Gordon off waivers, and that's a team that's got two really good wide receivers. Like, Lockett is awesome. He is an awesome football player. And then the rookie, Metcalf, he could play too. And they were looking to upgrade. We have Jeffrey, who can't catch anymore. Aguilar, who's horrible. And the biggest zero in the history of the NFL at wide receiver Matt Collins or Whiteside, I guess either or. And we weren't looking to upgrade. But the Seahawks, who I just told you have a very, very underrated and awesome football player like Tyler Lockett and a great rookie in Metcalf, they were. If you wanted my opinion, bring Brown and Moncrief in. And don't tell me you're worried about them taking reps from Nelson Aguilar. 
I mean, if, if your wide receiver in Cora goes Jeffrey Moncrief Brown, that's pretty good, right? That's pretty damn good. What's the mission here? Aren't we trying to help Carson Wentz develop? How are we helping Carson Wentz develop when he can't get any help throwing the football? I'm very critical of Carson Wentz. I don't think Carson Wentz is playing anywhere close to an elite level of football. He's not. He's far too inconsistent. But he gets zero help. It's even hard to evaluate him because he gets zero help. Nobody makes any plays for him. So really what he is getting every game is the bare minimum. Because these guys are are giving him the bare minimum. So it is hard to evaluate him. Now, in terms of coaching, do I question what the head coach, um, Doug Peterson's doing? Absolutely. He, I think he's been horrible this year. I mean, that, that play in the red zone when it was 3 nothing, we want run a wide receiver screen on 3rd and 2 to the running back. It's a wide receiver screen, though. Play hasn't worked all season. 3rd and 2, 3 nothing. we're dominating the football game, and that's what you draw up. That play there, we're running the ball at will on them. We start throwing the ball every down. I just told you our wide receivers are god-awful, and I get it. You throw to win in the NFL. Everybody knows that. But at this point, you have to play to your strength. Our strength is not throwing the football because our wide receivers stink. They stink. We have three options on offense. Goddard, Ertz, and and I thought going into today, Jeffrey. He's not even, I, I don't know. And okay, four, I guess Sanders in terms of throwing the football. But that's it. And speaking of throwing the football, let's just, you want to know what I know this team needs to do on offense too? Listen, Mike Rowe is done. This, him being the offensive coordinator absolutely has to end. This offense is horrible. And I know I, you could say, well, give the guy some talent. The Redskins game, he looked pretty good, blah, blah, blah. He definitely, our red zone offense is terrible. It's horrible. And our, our, the way we were starting games, I know we started well today in the first and second half. Yeah, that was that was great to see. But that hasn't happened all year. That's what Frank Reich helped us do best. That's what Peterson credited him for. So I'm assuming he's hoping that, you know, uh, Mike Rowe can do that as well, and he has not. And then the wide receivers receivers coach, Carson Welsh. Bye-bye. That's over. That experiment failed. He's horrible, obviously. As a coach, I don't know what he's coaching, but Alshon Jeffrey's regressing. Nelson Aguilar has regressed. Mac Hollins has regressed. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has not developed at all. He's the wide receivers coach. He's horrible. He's horrible. So here's my solution. You bring in a new offensive coordinator. You re- you move Mike Rowe back to a wide receivers coach. Because, like, where's Mike Rowe going? You know what I mean? Where's he going? He ain't getting no damn coaching jobs off of what he's done here in Philadelphia the last two years running our offense. I mean, I know our wide receivers and our talent around him isn't helping the guy, but it's like... He he is absolutely can go right back into being a wide receivers coach. We won the Super Bowl when he was the wide receivers coach. The wide receivers progressed when he was there. I I never saw Nelson Aguilar play as well as he did in 2017. He was great. Alshon Jeffrey was great, and he was playing with one arm. Listen, Mike Groh just might be a great wide receivers coach. There's nothing wrong with that. That is the the highest compliment. He's a fantastic wide receivers coach. That doesn't make you a fantastic offensive coordinator. 
not everybody's built to have that position. I'm sorry. And and, and I know he's all right. he might be all right at it. Maybe he is. But our offense is not good. Our wide receivers are horrible. And if our wide receivers get better, the offense can get better. And I'm pretty sure that Mike Rowe going back to wide receivers coach and us plugging person A in at offensive coordinator isn't going to change much because essentially Peterson's the offensive coordinator, right? Here we are again, going into a bye, 5-4, and four, hovering around 500, hovering, hovering. That's not what this is supposed to be. We won the Super Bowl two years ago. Clearly, the talent on our team should be elite, and we are hovering around 500 now for two straight years. The offense has been terrible for two straight years. The GM has not helped the offense at all. He's helping it in terms of fixing the running game. That was great. Yeah, I understood. You needed to fix the running game last year. When you go into a playoff game with Smallwood and Adams as your two running backs, that's not good, and he did. I give him a lot of credit. Sanders looks like a player. Howard was in a complete and utter steal. But the mission has always been to help the quarterback. You want to help develop Carson Wentz. That's why you hired Doug Peterson. That's why you, you know, you hired Mike or Frank Rowe or Frank Reich. That's why you you know, you, you brought in John D. Filippo. We're going to help the quarterback develop. Well, how do you help him develop even more? You get him guys capable of bailing him out sometimes. I watch it all around the NFL. Quarterbacks take some chances. They give their wide receivers chances to make plays. Our quarterback can't do that. He knows he can't do that. And it's stunting him. It absolutely is because he's not anywhere close to the player he was two years ago. Help him out. Bring in, for sure, Dante Moncrief. He he for sure should be brought in for this team. Like I said, if it doesn't work, you cut him. You lose nothing. Nothing. And a move I wish they would make, but I know they won't, is to bring in Antonio Brown. And all of a sudden, we go from a complete weakness to a complete strength at the position we're weakest at. Five and four obviously is is pretty good considering everything this team has had to go through this year the two ugly losses to win two in a row since then that's very good to beat Chicago and and, you know to beat Buffalo back-to-back weeks that's huge it's huge save the season and now you know this the six game stretch everybody talked about we're two and two we're two and two through it it's all right play in New England play in Seattle now here's my question though if we do sneak into the playoffs, do you trust this offense? Do you think we're winning the Super Bowl with this offense? Because I don't. I think you you have to address the wide receiver position somehow, some way. And maybe you bring in Dante Moncrief and maybe he starts stretching the field and starts making some plays and helping. Then maybe Deshaun could come back. Maybe you could get this. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with him, but I, I can't even count on him. Clearly, if he was playing, it probably would be a lot different. But he's not. And I, I, I don't know what you can count on him going forward. I mean, maybe you bring in Moncrief, you have Jackson get the surgery, and, and maybe he's, a, he's an option come playoffs. And I know you'd want to say, well, come the playoffs, you know, how do you reintegrate? You could reintegrate uh, Deshaun Jackson. Anybody with that type of vertical threat can be reintegrated to any offense at any time. But we need to figure out a plan B really fast because plan, uh, the plan B we've been using is horrible. It doesn't work. Matt Collins stinks. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside clearly stinks because he can't get in on the field over Matt Collins. 
I mean, we got two games here coming up. New England, Seattle. And then it's it's four of the last five. I mean, it's it's the Redskins. Two against the Giants. The Dolphins. It's right there in front of you to win a minimum 10 games. And you get Dallas at home. Really, if you clean up the four games you should clean up, you just got to win one of the three between New England, Seattle, and Dallas. And guess what? They're all home games. And that gets you 10 wins, just winning one of them. Think about this. If you win two, now you're 11 wins. The season is here to be saved. But I'm looking at it from a big picture perspective. Yes, with the guys we have, we could somehow win the division. But that isn't the goal. The goal is to win the Super Bowl. I'm looking around the NFL. I do not see any team that I consider completely dominant. Maybe, maybe the Saints. I think they're the best team. I know New England's unbeaten, but I don't think they've really been tested by anybody they've played this season yet. They're getting tested tonight. I'm recording this at halftime. Baltimore's beating them. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you can get in, I mean, San Francisco, is San Francisco really, are they world beaters? No, I think they're good. They're definitely pretty good. They're probably very good. But they remind me a lot of Chicago last year. Now, the one difference is Garoppolo is obviously a much better player than Mitchell Trubisky. This thing is, I mean, Green Bay, going in today, we were the only team that had beaten Green Bay, and then they got the doors blown off by the Chargers. Minnesota couldn't beat Kansas City. Mahomes didn't even play. Listen, don't convince yourself we can't win this season. I mean, we can win this season. We're getting healthier now. We're getting guys actually back. It's just we need to help address the weakest position. And I know you can't do it really via trade anymore. Obviously, the deadline's passed. So what do you have out there? You got guys like uh, Moncrief. You got a Brown. A guy I didn't mention is Mike Wallace. I guess he's just retired. I mean, he'd be a great guy to bring in. I mean, he was with us last season. But you have to do something. They cannot expect or try to keep trying trotting out there Matt Collins and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside because clearly that doesn't work. They don't catch the football. I, it's, I think this, like I said, I think this is still possible. But something now has to be done. Roseman's been quiet. Quiet. I know everybody likes to say Howie season. Well, Howie season's been canceled. He's got to try to help this team now, though. I mean, really, it's not season anymore. Now it's desperation. We need the GM to evaluate some players and bring something in. He cannot leave the wide receiver core as is. No wrestling quote this week. It's a bye week. I just want to see the GM step up. I'm hopefully will. I mean, there's no if they ver- if they value the quarterback the way he talks about, something is going to happen. I I just know they cannot 
let this continue. It's so pathetically bad. Help the QB. And because I'm watching around today and I know the defense is still very suspect. Clearly we got beat over the top again, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the defense isn't going to be the strength here. The secondary is never going to be the strength, but it's improving. And I know you can't evaluate because Trubisky's horrible. Josh Allen, you know, they had 50 mile an hour wins. I'm just saying, it's not doom and gloom on defense. But at wide receiver, it is. Please do something, Howie. Please. For us fans, please. Please.